It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? This is the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by PointsBet. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to 2000 bucks. It is Friday, May 6th. And you were supposed to have a Cubs-Dodgers game going on at Wrigley Field, but of course... I wasn't supposed to be here. It, it is raining <laughs> again in Chicago, again. Uh, but we're going to do the podcast for you. We've got a special guest on a special day. Uh, Cody Delmendo's here. Ryan Herrera was supposed to be at the ballpark. Rushed on over to yeah, do the I'm podcast. Just, I was wearing my Mizzou jersey on the way to the park. You were? I was wearing... No, I'm just kidding. No, but <laughs> can you imagine like me just showing up to the ballpark in the press box just like rocking the Mizzou jersey? Not, I guess not, it depends on who you are. Yeah, not a Mizzou jersey. I usually wear like a nice, you know, collared shirt. Sometimes a flannel. Flannel. He's wearing. He's worn, uh, the Hawaiian. Hawaiians. Hawaiians have collars on it. Yeah, you know, which, that's acceptable. A polo shirt, anything with a collar. Some of the guys wear hoodies and stuff. I mean, I, like I, Sully doesn't get dressed up. <laughs> so, so Sully wears a, like a Hawaiian shirt. A lot no, of Gordon wears stuff. Gordon wears a, like a blazer and like a button. Oh yeah, that's he, right. He does. No, no, Sully. I think Sully's earned the <laughs> earned the right to not have yeah, to put I, on yeah. a collared shirt. Agreed. I'm not there yet. But uh, <laughs> hey, if I can wear Hawaiians and not get any crap, I'm alright with it. Yeah. I'll wear my Hawaiians. So you're wondering. You're like, oh, if you're watching on YouTube, you're saying, well, there are four guys sitting on the set. Our guest, Jake Bunowski, is a piece of Cubs history. He's kind of joined in through his father. Um, we have, listen, May's a funny month, first of all. You've got May 1st, which people uh, celebrate May Day, I guess. You bring flowers to your mom or May Day. Then you have... I don't know. You never heard of that? I've, I've oh, yeah, I bring my mom celebrated. flowers on May Day. It's called May Day. Anyway, Sorry, uh, then, you have, <laughs> then you have May the 4th be with you for all the Star Wars fans out there. True. Then you have Cinco de Mayo. I mean, nice. Will, celebrate stuff. celebrate yeah. and enjoy all the great Mexican food and uh, tequila and stuff in Chicago. It's not Mexican Independence Day, though. I just want to make, make that clear. A lot of people don't know that. It's May, not Mexican it Independence It is not, day. but it, it, is is not. A, it is a day to celebrate in Chicago because we have oh, tons of great... Mexican restaurants. Oh, yeah. Mexican Maybe culture we'll is live. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Mexican culture is, is live in Chicago. I'll say that. I, uh, there's a few uh, like taco spots in my neighborhood that I've gone to, but I, I'd love to know some, like the, like the, the staples. The Taco Bell yeah, by Wrigley? I mean, that is a staple. <laughs> does that count for you? Go to <laughs> to me, it does count in a way. But like, <laughs> I, I, like a real like Chicago Mexican place that like everyone like knows. Kind of like... You know, if right. we talk about hot dogs, you don't want to talk about Gene and Jude's, mm. but like, I, like a real Mexican spot that like everyone like knows and loves. Like, I no one's really mentioned any. I've lived in the city since July of last year, 
Still really don't know. Just, like, just the walk spot. down the street. You'll find. You'll find. Anytime you find. Oh, I know. There's corner. plenty of them. But like, I just need. One, yeah. so right. like everyone one. We'll, we'll give you some. Uh, but, remind me, let's do that later. May six might be Luke the, is the food guy here, so he, uh, he should know. May six <laughs> might be the biggest anniversary for like Cubs fans, right? Uh, I was gonna, May, biggest, so that's holiday. I mean, that's another you go from the first few days of May and then you get to May 6, 1998, which is Carrie Wood Day. For anybody that's a Cubs fan, you remember 20 strikeouts, Carrie Wood. It's celebrated as one of the greatest regular season games in Cubs history. Maybe, Maybe the ever. greatest pitching performance <laughs> ever. Uh, Jake has a special place because his father is the man who brought the K signs to the outfield and held them up throughout the game. Um, how did your dad come up with the idea of making these K signs and bringing them specifically to the fifth start ever for Kerry Wood? So I think... First of all, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, Honored welcome, to be welcome. here. Uh, big CHGO fan, big big Luke fan. I said it was surreal. He came down and answered the door and let me in. I was like, a little starstruck for a second there. <laughs> Come on, uh, I do that hey, for, man! I open the door for everybody. That's I mean, hey, you've, you've been here. you've been you've been part of Cubs, my Cubs fandom for for quite some time now. So it was an honor to meet you, and obviously you guys too, interacting with you guys on Twitter. Um, yeah, you know, my dad was just kind of. We have a lot of a lot of baseball fans nowadays who are really obsessed with prospects and the internet makes it really easy to keep up with all of that great podcasts great blogs etc I don't think it was as easy in the late 90s but my dad found a way um I don't know what he was reading whatever the base like the baseball prospects magazine that comes out every every spring um he was well aware of Kerry Wood um and he just knew that that his Cubs fandom was kind of catapulted that year with the hope of Kerry Wood, obviously Sammy Sosa, McGuire, later on that summer. Um, but he just believed that Kerry Wood was going to be what he called the next great 34. Um, obviously Clemens, you know, he, we had basketball jerseys out in the, in the bleachers that day. And he brought those two, right? Yes, yes. All the 30, it was Lajuan, Shaq. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think who Barkley was Barkley out there. Yeah. Jersey. So apparently those basketball jerseys he picked out of um, the, the lost and found at Stevenson High School. I mean, when you've got a, when you've got a high school that, that's that big, of course there's yeah. going to be, you know, some, some wild stuff in there. So he found some, yeah. some basketball jerseys, took them to the game, and just had people throw them on. But as far as the idea for the K signs, the idea was that Kerry Wood was going to miss bats. Um, and he was correct. Uh, I don't know, like, I don't really know the impetus of, like, getting that, that design, but it just was like, it just worked. Um, obviously, Kerry's name starting with the K and K being the, the mark for a strikeout. Don't really know the production that led up to getting them made, but I'm I, I believe that that was just the first game that he had them ready to take him out to the field, and you know just ended up being a historic day. It, I mean, first of all, the weather was of sort of like this, right? <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, exactly. Cloudy, the same. It was rainy. Yeah, the it was weather cold. was terrible that day. I think um, in that documentary, didn't they say like maybe ten, fifteen thousand were there? Oh yeah, oh yeah. The ballpark was empty. Yeah, pretty sparse. maybe that. But much. that is true about like prospects. Your dad, Tom, is is looking into Kerry Wood and you go back to 1998, like the internet is just sort of beginning. Oh, he beginning did. I mean, to catch at school, on. Like maybe he, he had internet, uh, internet access, but we didn't have it at home. No, nobody had it. I mean, I yeah. was working in Nebraska at the time and I, we didn't search the internet for stuff. Like yeah. <laughs> you were still calling it the WWW World mm-hmm. Wide web when you went to stuff, you know, like it was, it was very <laughs> 
primitive at that point. Sounds Stone Age. I was I was like not even I was maybe one and a half at that time. So I clearly have no memory of that, but I still remember dial up. I remember dial up. I remember dial up. There was still dial up in my grandparents' house even when I was still a kid, but I remember so he, he scout. He knew about Kerry. And I guess we knew about Kerry Wood. He was he was a first round draft pick, yeah. um, and people were excited for him to come up. But it wasn't like Brendan Davis now, like like you said, you know, like now there's so much out there. You can yeah. see their games at the minor league level. Right. Nobody outside of Iowa had seen Kerry Wood pitch as a Cubs fan. You just had heard that they drafted someone named Kerry Wood in the first round. Yeah. Um, so he gets there, and he, it's his fifth start, and he just starts mowing down an Astros lineup with multiple Hall of Famers on it, not including Moist Hands Alou was on the team. Moist Hands Alou. Right? Moist Hands. It, they had yep. Bell, Bell. They had Alou. Yep. They had Biggio, Bagwell. They, Osmus? I mean, was Osmus on it? Osmus. Yeah. Brad Osmus was on the team. Did they have Berkman yet? No, Berkman no. Was, Berkman. was much later. No. But they had, they had all those guys, and they won like 100, 203 games that yeah. year. Like yeah. They were... They were the they were the Formidable killer bees. Lineup. They were the they offensive were, team, yeah. and so he comes in and like, I can't. I can't twenty remember. years old. You don't see twenty year old starters in the no, majors no. anymore. You guys no, have all no. seen the game now, right? You've all watched it yeah. on a DVD or something, or at least got the VHS recording at some yeah. point. Yeah. yeah, it's it's the way his the pitch moves, his slider moves, in that is just the one at bat. It, it ends up behind the batter. <laughs> Zanny oh, Martinez yeah. Yeah, catches yeah. the ball behind the batter, and you're mm-hmm. like. Come on, like, right. and the way that Martinez set up, like with his like the weird that weird like splits, you know, yeah, where he was like down on his knees with his legs like splayed. That's that just shows like how on Wood was that day. Like Martinez just had the faith that like the pitch was going to be where he called it, and it was. I mean, mm-hmm. the fact that he the control was pinpoint, and he said in the documentary that he was just happy that he didn't walk anybody. <laughs> so yeah. the, like he he'd been known for being a little wild. Okay. And the fact that he struck out 20, didn't walk anybody, and had pinpoint control that day. I mean, it all just yeah. came together. I'm also curious, you know, it, like now it's so, like everyone has crazy movement with their breaking pitches. Like in 98, that. Yeah, what was carry, the spin what, rate? What was it? Yeah, yeah, I wonder, right? Like what, what, what was that well, like to have the fastball velocity, yeah, the fastball too, too. and that break. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you don't see guys with that. And he was throwing, I mean, he threw at least three pitches. I don't know if he threw a changeup. I think he had a running fastball, like a running two-seamer. His his four-seamer had crazy ride. That slurve was nuts. Like, you don't see pitchers with that complete a mix, especially at that young an age right. nowadays. I mean, it's – it's. I, I, I think you'd be – I'd be shocked to see another guy come up, come up and do anything close to that, especially with the short leash that guys have mm-hmm, nowadays right. and, and that early in the season, let alone. So, yeah. it was – Yes, we've seen 20 strikeout performances since then, but I don't think we're going to see anything that dominant. I mean, Maybe. you can I'm argue biased, you can argue it should have been a perfect game. Yeah. Right? You know, oh, yeah. The, the I mean, one hit, hit should have been glove. an error. Hit off the glove. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's debatable. I mean, I know mm-hmm. Kerry Wood has, I believe, said that it, it should have been a hit, He and he kind of gave that to Kevin Ory, like, yep. listen, don't worry about it. Um, it is fun to see, like, the chat's kind of firing up for Kerry Wood Day, uh, Shy Star Sports saying – uh, rocking my Kerry Wood jersey today in honor. Yeah. I think a lot of people... It's a special day, man. It is a special day. And and the cool part about it is that now people can still go back and watch it. You know, like you can, you can go back and show that to someone. And sometimes sporting <laughs> events don't stand the test of time. Like the game is slower or something. Like you watch... A, um, 
maybe a basketball game. You're if you watch a basketball game from like the seventies or whatever, you're like, these guys are moving at a snail's pace. Yeah. Like it's not even not even the same sport. Mm-hmm. You watch that Kerry Wood game, and you're like, well, that would hold up in today's game mm-hmm. really well, yeah. you know. Um, so your dad shows up with these signs, and he'd already had some sort of written contact, or he'd sent a letter to Kerry Wood. Is that true? Like he had said like I'm watching you or yeah I can't I, I'm pretty sure he he sent a letter to Carrie before that start um and there were multiple communications or attempts at communication after the fact and Carrie said in the I think he said in the documentary or he's since said at some point like he was too young to really like realize what my dad was saying right um like imagine being 20 20 years old any any like random adult reaches out to you doesn't matter what you're doing Right. Especially if you're like, if you were a your college age and some random guy reaches out to you, right. but like, oh, you're gonna be phenomenal, like whatever. Probably seemed kind of weird, yeah. <laughs> you know. And his personality was super shy. Yeah, like you watch the interviews after the game, and it's not the Kerry Wood that you see that's polished and talks to the media, which makes sense. In his career. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's clearly terrified to be talking yeah. to the media mm-hmm. about the yeah. game. Just a Texas kid. Yeah, I, I think so. So my dad did reach out to him, and and, and his whole thing was. So my dad was a, a PE teacher and, uh, and, and coach, coached basically every sport. You name the sport, he coached it at some point. Um, but his whole thing was he wanted to create, um, he, wanted, he wanted kids to see that, that baseball players could be role models and baseball was an exciting game. And so he saw, or at least at that point, had heard of Kerry's talent and saw an opportunity for Kerry to be kind of a beacon for young kids in the Chicagoland area and for kids to see like, whoa, baseball is awesome. Like baseball is, is kind of magical. Right. And then for that game to happen, it's like, well, yeah, baseball, you know, the, the, the line, how can you not be romantic about baseball? Um, and my dad just kind of sensed that. And he, he, I think he felt like, you know, Hey Carrie, like you're going to be in a unique place to be able to impact the lives of kids. And at 20 years old, you're still a kid. So you don't really realize that impact that you can have yet. And for my dad to say that, of course, it makes sense from his perspective as a, as a teacher and coach, but it probably, it probably fell flat on Kerry and like, I don't blame him. I don't blame him at all. <laughs> he, he did underestimate Kerry Wood, though, because he showed up with eight blue and eight That's red correct. signs. That's correct. And that wasn't enough That's for that true. day. But yes. in watching the doc- documentary, you're... Your dad is creative because he's a teacher. Yes. So what does he do? He finds guys to rip their shirts off and paint the K's on their <laughs> chest to keep them going, to keep yep. it going as it gets higher and higher. Um, I, I think it's awesome. I think the energy, first of all, the energy your dad had to have at that moment just to not only take the signs out there and the jerseys out there and then get guys to like, hey, hey what's your name? All right, you're going you're yeah. gonna to be the K here, and then we're going to put this on it. To gather that many people together, like, you go out there now and try and do that. I mean, just watch the Sox series. You're just trying to keep people from fighting in the yeah. bleachers, let alone yeah. get no together and hold up signs yeah, no together, right? Yeah. yeah. It's, and I was telling you kind of, you know, before the show, my dad just kind of had that magnetic personality. People gravitated toward him. I mean, physically, he was a big guy. He, I mean, he played middle linebacker in college, um, and he, he maintained that build. Um, so he's, you know, 5'11", stocky, but like 235 with a booming voice. Like I, I inherited some of his voice. I'm, I'm sorry if I'm yelling into the mic. Um, <laughs> I, my, my fiance has always said, you can, you can tone it down a little bit. So only, um, only Joey can hear you and then everyone else on YouTube. But. That, so that's why he's only got one <laughs> headphone on. So I don't make him deaf. Um, 
No, I he just he just had a way of commanding a crowd, and I mean it it showed in co- in coaching and teaching. I was able to go, uh, you know, bring your kid to work day. I was able to see him as a teacher too. Um, but yeah, he just had a way of like bringing people together, and um, in the madness of that game, I think people I think people seeing the signs like people were like, I wanted to be I want to be a part of that. So I, I would raise my hand nowadays if someone hey you want body paint for the la- one of the last you know case <laughs> like hell yeah. You uh, you weren't at the game. Correct. You were alive for the game, yes. but you did go to a lot of Cub games. Yes. Are you angry that you weren't at that one, and why weren't you at that specific game? So I'll start. I was not at that game because my mom wouldn't let me miss preschool. <laughs> um, of course. Yeah, thanks, Mom. That's why I got into college. That one day at preschool made all the difference. Um, Could be. You don't know. I, hey, man, you no, I know. know. I'll give her the benefit of the doubt. No, I mean, and my mom kind of, we, we just joke about it now. I mean, <laughs> um. I'm not angry that I wasn't there because I think that first of all I was like four years old. Yeah, um, you and have remembered it anyway. I don't think I would have remembered it. I, I would have remembered like a rainy baseball game where my dad was kind of you know running around and he wouldn't have been able to focus on on the moment and orchestrating the yeah. K signs and it's true. Um, you know, I, I I may not be here talking to you guys because he may have had to pay attention to a four year old instead of <laughs> making that whole thing happen and getting a two page spread. Great in Sports spin zone. Yeah, great spin yeah. zone. So thanks, mom. It's it's also mom's. You know, thanks to mom that I'm sitting here with you guys. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and on the on the YouTube channel, you can see some pictures of uh, Jake with his dad. Uh, so jump on over to that if you're on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Plus, it was like a Wednesday. Like yeah, 50, I had like fifteen thousand people with us. Like if that if Carrie Wood didn't happen that day. Might not have been a very memorable no. memorable game at all. For Definitely him, not. For a four-year-old. Luke. I think the thing that sticks out to me about his dad now that uh, time has passed is that he clearly was a diehard yes. Cubs fan. Yeah. And that's yeah. what I love the most about the story because yeah. I've heard time and time again since 2016 that we didn't exist before that. And his dad's a great example that that's not true. And uh, I just like those are the real fans that you like that you just really look at and you're like, that guy went through so much heartbreak and pain. Yeah, yeah. And like, I just, you know, that's just, to me, that's something that you really appreciate and uh, respect and stuff like that. So uh, I only wish that I could experience a game like that live. I've never, like my girlfriend was at the David Bodie walk-off Grand Slam game. I, to this day, I still still tell her. It's not the same, same. but like, that's like the greatest ending you'll ever get in a regular season game outside of maybe that game. But like, like just, I've never been to a, like a no hitter or anything like that. When Joe Kilgown was here, he saw Arietta throw the, the no hitter. You saw Joey saw nice. the. So I, I've never, just never. I've yeah. never been to a, a, a historic game or anything like yeah. that. You've like, never been to a game that's memorable to anyone besides yourself, because just because you were there. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So like, that's like a special thing that your family will be able to always have, and like, yeah. that's that's really what kind of makes me a little jealous about the entire thing. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's pretty cool, man. I mean, people. Somebody said on uh, Twitter recently, and and people have said this before. Um, that my dad was like, if, if my dad were around still and he would either be like really into technology or like really anti-technology, I mm-hmm. kind of lean toward the latter, but I think he probably <laughs> would have taken to Twitter just because of wanting to talk Cubs. Mm-hmm. And, um, people have said, and I kind of thought about it too, that like my dad was the Dom before Dom existed. <laughs> and, um, in a way he was because like he, he really cared about 
spreading the love of baseball. And he was the, an eternal optimist, you know, always tried to keep enthusiasm and spirits high. Um, and obviously we saw a lot of crappy Cubs baseball in the two thousands, mm-hmm. yeah, but he yeah. taught me something that I think was really important to, to my baseball fandom and day-to-day life. You have to pick out the small things. You have to pick out the small success stories. And I think we're kind of seeing it already this year. I mean, you guys have talked about like, what are the small things that the Cubs are doing this year? The team overall is pretty middling right now, if, if even middling. <laughs> and um, we got to find the storylines that are, that are fun that we can continue to be optimistic about. And he always hammered that home. There's always going to be something magical to take away from every game. Even if it's just like a, like a great, 14, 15 pitch Alfonso Rivas at bat against Corbin Burns, right? Like there's, there's going, or was that Kopech? That was against Kopech, I yeah. think. Yeah, Kopech. There's, there's going to be something like that in every baseball game that you can take away. And that's what he taught me. And that's what he wanted. To, that's the message he wanted to impart on young baseball fans. Well, that's a great, that's a great uh-huh. message to live on yeah. for sure. And, you know, I, I also think of that game and it's like, think of all the calls you've heard. They've had Jack Brickhouse. They've had Harry Carey. You know, and now, now we, we went from Len to Boog, and it's like, still, I think the most famous Cubs call of all time is not, hey, hey, or holy cow, it's probably, here comes the hook. Mm-hmm. Here comes the hook. <laughs> like, it's it's just the most perfect <laughs> yeah. call. He know, It was so obvious it. it was coming. Yeah. He could see the sign, and even the batter probably knew it was coming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But still couldn't handle yeah. it, you know? Right. And it's it is one of those games you'll never forget. Nineteen ninety-eight was like so special for just my generation of Cubs fans. Like not only Kerry Wood, but you know, Harry Carey had just passed like mm-hmm. what months before that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then obviously Sammy Sammy. Sosa and McGuire's home run race. Like there was just so much in that year that making like, the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. And they made the playoffs and everything. Like, you know, that that's essentially the year that I really became a like a Cubs fan. I didn't really become a diehard until like early two thousands because I was so young. But like that was the beginning for me at least. So I always look back at ninety eight as just like like where I started into yeah. this fun and pain. Same. That, I mean, that even though I don't really remember the season. Really yeah. Well. Like yeah. I remember the excitement surrounding it. And then of course right. my dad took me out to countless games after that, like into the two thousands. So yeah. And I think one of the one of the you know, Kerry Woods career was a really good baseball career. That was obviously greatness on a totally different level. Again, I, I would argue and I think a lot of people would argue the most dominating game ever pitched. Yeah. You know, yeah. because of the strikeouts, because of his age, the way he did it, the amount of pitches, and again the lineup he did it against. Yeah. Um his career then ended on the same date. As the day of his, it was May sixth. I was believe it really. Oh, yeah. I was believe it? May sixth was the last like day, 20... and his son comes out. It was against yeah, the White yeah, Sox. I remember. I remember I the remember moment. That. Yeah, I do kind of remember that actually. Are you sure? I think it was May sixth. Okay, I'm wrong. Would you say? Did you say April? Well, that, you just ruined a great story, Lawrence. <laughs> no, not April. Lawrence, if there's one thing you learn in journalism, May. don't ever let the facts get in the way of a good <laughs> yeah, story. This is true. I went to journalism school. That's I, right. Yeah, that's, yeah. It's facts only. F A X. Well, it was yeah. it was in the same month. <laughs> it was in the same month, and it was close. It was to in it. the same. Yeah, it was, it was within two weeks of each other. That's kind of like it was. It was you, real close. You yeah. round down, right? Yeah, yeah you round down. Yeah, you yeah. round down to six every <laughs> yeah, time. You always round down to six. Um, anyways, it, it was an awesome moment and we thank your dad for actually having a huge part in it. You know, Kerry Wood did his part, but 
the few fans that were at Wrigley Field more than did their part. And, like, what does it mean to you to have that, that story now kind of, now that your dad has passed, but that story has made you kind of part of Cubs fandom, you know? It's, it's given you a piece of that. Yeah. It's pretty wild, man. I, um, did we already talk about, so the, I, I think we talked about before we started taping, um, the, the Hall of Fame has a K, one of the original Ks. Yeah. The Cubs have one, and then Club 400 has one. And then my family has the, the rest of the original 13, or 16, 13 of the original 16. Um, and it just is, I still haven't been to the Hall to see, I oh, you've got to to see go the K. There. I know, right? I, it's long overdue. I've never been. We can, yeah. Let's just go. Hey, you and me, let's, let's a ro- road trip out there. Yeah. yeah. How about a CHGO road trip? Yeah. The Hall can of Fame. Yeah. Like when nothing else along. is going on. Well, because, and, then, and then you can walk in and you're like, hey, like my dad made that K sign. And they're yeah, like, hey, right. we're with the guy whose dad made yeah. the K sign. They just yeah. let us That's in right a good away. idea. Like the Hall no of Fame trip would be cool. And never when somebody's being inducted because the town is a disaster. Oh, sure. oh yeah, yeah. Because mm. there's be. only like one tiny I was road say, I'm sure into it. The infrastructure it. is not not built for that. It's not good. It's it's been. I mean, like the whole experience has been pretty wild. I like. I'm grateful that my dad kind of made it possible for me to be sitting here talking to you guys because I think like I. Regardless if my dad were still here or not, like I would be a huge Cubs fan. Um, the 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 game of baseball in general just means a lot to me. I just love the sport. Um, I'll watch whatever game is on TV. Um, but having that historic connection to the Cubs through my dad has opened doors. Like I I um, I'm on the Dingers Cubs podcast with Mitch, Jeff, and and Kevin, and they're great dudes. And I became part of that podcast because they interviewed me about the 20k game and then after the fact they were they were like hey we'd love to have you on again and then it just rolled into a co-host opportunity and it's mm-hmm. been great um and then i've gotten to meet guys like cody and and the on tap crew now we're all in a fantasy baseball league together <laughs> yeah, yeah. and um who's, it just win- is, who's winning that by the way not me that's i don't know sure. who's in first place it's only we're only three I weeks purposely in that's what you say when you know you're not winning I, pur- like, I don't know who's in he first did place. i will say I, his, I purposely drafted players that i hate in hopes that they suck because I suck at fantasy. Yelich has been on his bench. That's why Yelich has been, been oh, playing okay, well. Good. I put him back in my starting lineup yeah. so he starts to suck. Yeah. I'm sorry. I interrupted a beautiful <laughs> thought. Uh, no, it's, I mean, I just like, it's, I just love, we talked about before taping too. Like I love the Cubs community. There's definitely some negativity on Twitter, but there's, uh, that's Twitter, right? I mean, yeah. it's, 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 it's a venting zone. Like that's what it's for. Right. Um, but, uh, there have just been a lot of great interactions, too. Like, I've, I've met some of my dad's old students and players through Twitter. Um, some of his old friends that he made being out in the bleachers. Um, uh, Ken Kiefer, um, he, he was, he's been mentioned on the Cubs broadcast. My dad knew him because my dad went to so many games and sat in the same section every time. And I looked up and I turned around at, at one game last season. And I look up and I'm like, that guy looks really familiar. So I went and introduced myself. I was wearing the K-shirt. And I go, I think he asked me before I said anything. He's like, how do you know Tom? I was like, oh, Tom was my dad. And, <laughs> and we just, you know, started, started chatting. So it's been, it's just been really cool. And like, obviously getting to be on, in the documentary was awesome. Um, and and we're, we're scoping out opportunities to try to, to try to get the K back into Wrigley and, um, and, and have it be um, – more part of the culture again, instead of just historic, like, you know, historic moment, mm-hmm. we want it to be something that's like, uh, 
always there, always around. So it won't be, it won't necessarily be in the forms of the signs being out in the bleachers because that takes somebody to orchestrate it. Um, but shirts, um, promos, charity, you know, we, we've got stuff that we're kind of, my family's kind of been talking about. So I actually think it'd be totally cool if the whole K sign thing came back. Yeah. With one of the new yeah. pitchers coming up. Like, yes. Killian and, would be great or Cole Frank right down the line. Yeah. Or either yeah. one of yeah. them coming up, like, that's something people remember. Like, the K-Signs, nobody forgets that part of that game. Nobody forgets the Sean-O-Meter that ever saw yeah. Sean Dunstan play, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? And so, like, I'd, I would love to see the K-Signs for whoever the pitcher is yeah. continue and be something that the front row of the bleachers is in charge of every game like that'd well, be hey, a cool tradition you know Cubs, yeah. if you're listening hit me up we'll we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll give you the signs and, and have somebody orchestrate if, if an usher wants to take the responsibility i mean we'd love right. to have if them you out sit there. if you sit in these Leecher jeff 20 seats the first yeah, the yeah. first yeah. if you decide to go the first 20 seats of the bleachers mm-hmm. your job is to hold up the case signs we would love to have them out there i mean th- my dad's dream was to have the K to be the official K of Major League Baseball. And like he, I remember going to uh, Miller Park, you know, short, when did it open? Like 2000, 2001. I remember going there shortly after it opened and we went into Selig's office. Like it was wild. I mean, it was a really cool space, like this big open reception area. Because um, my dad had been communicating with Selig or or the commissioner's office about a deal to get the K signs to be the official K, and of course you got to pay money for that. Even right. back then, and nowadays Nothing's it's got free. You yeah. know, it's got to be like CHGO, the official K sign supplier of Major League Baseball. <laughs> you know, it's got to be sponsored by. Hey, don't drag like us into this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, you know, I'm not you know not trying to push anything, but um, yeah, and you know, it's however we can be involved, like in the future of Cubs baseball, we'd like to be. If I if I could. If I lived in Chicago, I'd, you know, I'd love to get season tickets and take them out. But, you know, I, I got to work. <laughs> right? also don't wanna, there. You also don't want to lose them at this point. Right. Yeah. So we would do, we like, the originals haven't been, we took the originals out um, for the 20th anniversary, mm-hmm. so which I think it was actually May 7th. I think it was a day after because they were playing an away game on the 6th. Um, that's the last time, and it had been the first time in a few years that, that the original signs had been brought out. Now we've got like a, a nice corrugated, like weatherproof. Yeah, because those were just paper posters on poster board that were like pretty <laughs> laminated. Though, right? Yeah, I mean, like not a very good job. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> how it's not easy to laminate like a you know quarter yeah. half inch thick poster board. So yeah, yeah, uh, very cool. Will you stick around and talk Cubs here? The last I would couple segments. To. I would love to. Awesome. Uh, Wait, I actually have one question. Oh, yeah, oh, go. Um, I'm sorry. I think you have to coordinate with Cody. If you want to bring K signs and make it the official Cubs K or whatever, Cody has to be okay with that being in the right field bleachers. Oh, I, I would okay. I would say left, but you oh, know. they. Well, I mean, they're, they're, what, but why not both? Can can't you, can't you do both in the spirit of? I mean, they were um, in the left field bleachers. We always sat in the left yeah, field well, bleachers. Yeah, but like that's what I thought too. Yeah, but would I'm, you I'm dare sure to right, sit in the right field bleachers, or are you always left field bleachers? Always left field. That's my guy. That is <laughs> always my guy. Left leaving field. me hanging. Yeah, but that's no, my man, guy. I, my periphery. My periphery. I think I think right field would feel left out if they didn't get any. Tough sitting left field. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, right. I think are you a right field guy? I sit in the press box, man. Obviously, you haven't been in the press box all the time. I mean, uh, I, I I don't have a preference. Fair enough. I don't have a preference. Each their own. I did love the bleachers though, just in general. Yeah, bleachers, bleachers good time. is where it's at. It's a good time. Yeah. Um, um. Well, anyway, someone people keep asking me because I've been on uh, riding the uh, 
who uh, riding whoever is playing the Reds because the Reds stink. They actually make me feel really <laughs> good about the Cubs. Um, and today I'm, I'm thinking Pirates money line. I'm gonna place that bet on points bet, guys. So uh, if you're gonna ride with me, that's what I'm on. We're doing it. Uh, the best way to support CHGO is if is to download the points bet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. If you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we'll help you remember that PointsBet is your home for live in-game betting. They even have a new exclusive feature, live NBA same-game parlay for the first time ever. Build the perfect live same-game parlay only with PointsBet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. You can even boost your live same-game parlays. And now online sign-up is available in Illinois. You can actually download the PointsBet app right now and register your, your account from start to finish all from your phone. Like I say every show, if Luke can do it, all of you can do it. It's that easy. <laughs> Signing up with the fastest sportsbook is now easier than ever. You can start living your bet life in seconds. Use code CHGO to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet Live your bet life with points bet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. I wonder what the over-under on Carrywood strikeouts was that game. Ooh, that's a good question. Because he had, what, Wouldn't have been a legal bet, whatever you're... Whatever <laughs> <laughs> sure. yeah, no, you would have to find a, a bookie somewhere. The over was never a doubt. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't have been able to find points. Because he, what, he had two sevens and a nine and a two, I think, were his first four. Thirteen the next game. Thirteen the next game, but going into that game, the most he had was nine. I'd say probably, like... Six, six, seven. six and a half ish yeah. is probably yeah. like the line. How deep did he go into those games too? Ooh, that's a, that's a question too. Well, back in the day, pitchers were going. They didn't take him out. <laughs> six innings, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he also had control problems. Like true. that's true. You know, the fist pump at the end wasn't because he knew he had twenty strikeouts. It's because he hadn't walked anybody. Mm. Yeah. Which is mm-hmm. that's one of the that's one of the funnier parts of the whole thing is he was excited about not walking somebody. Yeah. Yep. 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 When in reality he had done something that what are there five. 20 strikeout games now? Scherzer. Scherzer. Clemens twice, right? Clemens twice. Scherzer. Scherzer and and Johnson. Randy Johnson and Kerry Wood. Did we miss? Was there like a recent one in the last couple? I know Scherzer, but I feel like there was like a a random. I think it was only the Scherzer one. Okay. I think there's I think still I, just I, five. It's unbelievable yeah, that someone like... We all have like, computers. Somebody could look yeah. it up, but it's not going to be me um, because you know one it, finger at a time. It's yeah. unbelievable that someone like Jacob deGrom hasn't done that yet. Or, you know, like even Clayton Kershaw and the career that he's put together. Like, that's just how special striking out 20 guys is. So, right. it's unfortunate Kerry Wood couldn't stay healthy or else I'll, you could I'll put him in this. that Hall of Fame gonna, conversation. Ryan, Ryan's going to find it while I do the CHTO uh, <laughs> love ad. Um, you know, we do podcasts and live shows. We have post-game shows. We have shows for you when it's rained out. Hell yeah. You know, with We're special here. guests. We have premium written content for members at allchgo.com. Ryan, going to have some stuff out later today, and, yep. and, you know, they'll be covering the games all weekend, and we have dope merch that's popping up for all the teams. Uh, free shirt when you become a member, and the members-only Discord, the CHGO Lounge, is the cool place to hang out during the game, after the game, before the game. Whenever you want, it's there. Um, and we hope you like w- what we're doing. If you got any uh, comments, go in that Discord. Start sending us some of your I was, ideas. I was in the Discord last night just trying to uh... – have ca- casual conversation just because it was an off day and I needed somewhere to vent. And, uh, you know, we had a little conversation with the folks in there. That was a little fun. Uh, so, yeah, it's join and uh, 
join the, if you join, you'll be able to get in the Discord, and we can all yell about the Cubs together. <laughs> By the <laughs> way, I will point this out. Cody said, you know, he loved, the line is always, if Luke can do it, you can do it, which is true. <laughs> um, I will say, though, you know, this brings me, you were talking about your dad and technology mm. in that first segment. I was like, you know, if the kids today were holding up K signs, they wouldn't have laminated paper. They'd all just be holding up their iPhone. Oh God! <laughs> We'd all just be throwing up an iPhone with a TikTok. Yeah, you don't see of a lot of signs in the bleachers it. anymore. No, because everybody's just holding up their phone. That's and taking so lame. Videos. It's like holding up the flashlight on your phone at a concert instead of a lighter. Just stop. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Anyways, we have five, <laughs> yeah. five, five, yeah, five twenties and a nine inning game. It was Clemens twice, Wood, Johnson, and Scherzer. Tom Chaney had twenty one, but that was in a sixteen inning game. Yeah, that mm. does, that's, yeah, that's, it's the five twenties and nine inning games. That's that's the record right there. That's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, so we're, it's Kerry Wood Day. Cubs and Dodgers postponed because of the miserable weather to start our spring so far. Uh, they will play two as a split doubleheader on Saturday, which it's supposed to be better now, right? Now, on Saturday, <laughs> the weather's supposed to start to warm up to like 60s. And then Sunday, I think, is 70. And then we're like 80s, the 80s and Sunday. Yeah. next week, apparently. As so, the Cubs get ready to go out of town, yeah, it's right? going to be yeah, perfect exactly. weather for baseball. Of course. Might as well. Cubs are off to a 9 and 15 start, Dodgers 16 and 7. And we do have at least the expected starters for the Cubs games on Saturday, right? Where Drew Smiley will now go in game one coming off of bereavement. The bereavement list, yep. yes. And Norris will go in game two, which I think is the more interesting piece of that puzzle because he hasn't done it in several years. Yeah, August, his first uh, appearance in 2020, August 2nd, I want to say, was I suspect, the last time he started I suspect game. game two will be more of a bullpen game. Well, it might be a Keegan Thompson game. Yeah, exactly, like... You're hoping Norris can give you two innings and then bring Thompson in. I, I, the thing that makes me more curious about, like, besides Norris starting, is why Justin Steele is not starting on Saturday anymore. Like that was, I think he was expected to start Saturday. Oh yeah. Um, and so they will they move because it was Steele Saturday, Stroman Sunday. I'm like ninety nine percent sure. And then Friday was TBD, and that was could be Smiley. That's what would be today. Could be if Smiley if he had come off the bereavement list. Mm-hmm. Then they got moved, obviously, to tomorrow to a doubleheader, but now Norris is starting. And as far as Sunday, like, they haven't changed anything yet. Um, that could potentially Sounds move Sounds like back I need day, to so. uh, send my good friend Justin Steele a DM. Just I ask want, him. Wonder so if it's, <laughs> what about the possibility, and this is just a theory. I'm throwing it out there. I have no reason to have this theory. Uh, what if it's the Cubs are testing that Keegan Thompson role for Steele? And maybe mm. Norris is just going to do, like, one inning, and then you get – Thompson and Steele as the, you know, that's interesting with Miley, guys, with Miley with Miley rehabbing coming back right yesterday. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. And I wouldn't hate it. Yeah, and then you know, I mean, remember Brian Smith when he was here? He said Caleb Killian, <laughs> forty-eight and somewhere between four to eight weeks. Uh, it's been a few weeks. I don't. I would, you know, the earliest I would expect Killian is June, but mm-hmm. with Wade Miley coming back, that is that is a big. I, th- uh, I think you're, I think Killian's maybe September. You if think that, maybe September? I, All right. Well, we, I, we I'm listening about, to the prospects guy, man. We talked about on Dingers that uh, <laughs> he, I he think in six to eight weeks, right, from when he came on. So that would be. He said four to eight weeks. I thought it was six to eight. I swear he said four to eight. I don't know. But I could be wrong. Go, you talking go about back Killian and find still? It. Yeah, I'm talking about and, Killian. I mean, he, we he, have a little time to and get And he said maybe ready. four to eight weeks I got because. Him. We just got to know the day. <laughs> because of, like, you know, if they need a spot start or something like that. So. 
again, I, I wouldn't get, be mad if I'll, it I'll, wasn't until September. I'll switch but. it to it, it'll be September, I think, for sure he'll be up. And because and, when rosters expand, I don't know if I, I think it's only up to 28 again, maybe 30, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so maybe he'll get one of those spots in September. So he could be early. I think like September is like if he's not up, that's yeah. a different story. So I'll, I'll switch it around like oh. September for sure, I think. But How about this? The, the Cubs play a doubleheader <laughs> against the Cardinals on Saturday the 4th of of uh, June. June. Oh, that's in the, that's in the like, 11 games in nine days run because they also have the doubleheader Why against Why did they Milwaukee. schedule a doubleheader? Oh, it's unbelievable. Yeah. No, what but is it's, MLB so it's, doing, It's the two bro? Sox games, Saturday, <laughs> Sunday, doubleheader on Memorial Day against Milwaukee, then another two, and they go to St. Yep. Louis for five. Or, no, St. Louis comes to Chicago for five. Yeah. That's, so what if what if Killian nice what if Killian gets a spot start on that doubleheader day against the Cardinals at home? That'd be a pretty cool debut. Let's go with be. that theory and yeah. say he starts a game and he does well. Then then what do you do? Then you're like, we're riding. Like, what, what, if, what if he comes out and strikes out? Well, That's a good problem guys. to have. Well, I'm kidding. Okay, they'll, they'll, def- they'll they'll obviously get the extra roster spot for for doubleheaders. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, those could go to someone like. Mark Letter Jr. If, if I mean he he seems to be the guy they call upon yeah. when they need an arm. I mean Lock St. John got DFA. I haven't seen anything about. I'm if surprised he's they call up anywhere. Gazelman. Did Gazelman? Yeah, get Gazelman got called yeah. up. Yeah, I'm he, also surprised they haven't given Adrian Sampson a shot. He had some decent starts at the end of last year yeah. too. Yeah, I forgot that he was on the roster yeah, until yeah. seeing him in spring training. Oh, we still got Sampson. Yeah. yeah. So those will be. I mean, like I said, Lock St. John got DFA, but he's. Not anywhere yet that I've seen. So if he He'll ends probably up probably end up back in Iowa. If he ends up back in the Cubs system, like that's another potential guy that could get called up for that twenty. It would be twenty seven. Again, I would again. be okay if they waited on Killian. I'm yeah. just saying, yeah. <laughs> based off what Brian Smith told us, I would oh, not yeah. be. When was he on? Surprised. When was he on? It's been like two weeks, weeks ago. So he was on the, on a the season had already started. It was yeah, yeah, on yeah, a yeah, Monday, yeah. Two Mondays ago, right? And he said that. He could come up because like maybe an injury or something like that. He could, for sure. You know what I mean? So it's not like – and, again, he had another – what he's – they've been pitching him like four innings. Most mo, – like every start that he's gone out there, he's, I think the most he's gone is four innings. So, like, you know, like I still think he needs more seasoning down there. I don't want them to rush him, that's for sure. So that's why I said the earliest at this point, I would say, June. is like early June. But – and that would be because of needing that spot yeah, start or yeah. something like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a, a C. It's like if the Cubs. If it, if it was something yeah. like, you know, selling, sold Wade, My, Wade Miley at the deadline and you're out of it at, at the end of the deadline, then it's like, okay, yeah, why not call Killian up in August yeah. and just, like, see what you got for the last yeah, two years? Yeah, if moves, there is you know that influx, I mean? like a Brendan Davis is, is ready to come up, Killian's ready yeah. to come up, sure. Yeah, I think, I yeah. I'd, if Killian was performing – at elite levels in Iowa right now, I'd be like, yeah. call him up now. But, like, he's been very solid. But when we had Brian Smith on, he also said that he still had a lot of things to work right. on. He's not getting as many swing and misses yeah. as you would like. Yeah. Uh, so if he's not getting that at Iowa right now, there's no reason to really call him up now for major yeah. league level. You so know? hold hold we'll off on the case signs okay. for now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for Gilly, just for a little bit. I'll yeah. switch I, my, my wording around. I'd say by <laughs> September, if not earlier. Yeah, I mean, and I guess it's as we're talking about, like there, there are a handful of guys here that that would be ahead of him in that, like Adrian Sampson we mentioned, um, Mark Leiter Jr. we mentioned, uh, Stephen Brault. 
Yeah. I yeah, feel Steven like people Bra- keep forgetting that Stephen Brault is rehabbing too. I don't like, forget about that voice. He, yeah, he's, he's, he's going to come up. He's going <laughs> to sing the, the <laughs> national <laughs> anthem, and then he's going to start the game. Yeah. Well, Mills is going to be back too. Yeah, Mil- I mean, back, um, yeah, there's depth there. Alzheimer will be back in June. That's right. At some yeah. Point. For sure, Killian a- has, like, the highest upside. Oh, definitely. For sure, yeah. for sure. So, like, for anyone yelling at us while they're listening, saying that we'd rather see that than Killian, that's not true. That's not the truth, We're, no. we're talking about the long-term outlook here. We'd, we would rather call him up when he's ready. So, yeah. By the way, and we're, this got started because of, again, the rain and the miserable weather we've had. And I see Mike <laughs> on the chat saying he was blessed to be at the Pirates game. Same. 21 to nothing as Cody, which oh. is also the only sunny day since it turned. I spring. wasn't even it's at that game. Literally I had the one. only sunny day we've had in Chicago. <laughs> Jared, the entire Jared was there for me. Can you imagine looking at the box? I look at the box score. It's 21 nothing. I'm like, oh, man, that game must have been like four and a half hours. I see Jared's tweet, two hours and 45 minutes. Yeah, Are you nuts. kidding me? I can't get that in like a regular like three one nine inning game. Yeah. Jared goes there the only sunny day. It's twenty one nothing, and it gets in under three hours. I was. I don't think he's been back. Well, he, I think he he might have been there that Sunday, but he was there Sunday. Yeah, I was, but I was okay. super jealous of that. I'm like, <laughs> that's the that's the dream. It's like a game that's over like before the third inning, and you know it, mm-hmm. but it also is done in under three hours. Like that that is a beat writer's dream. <laughs> the only thing that can get you through this. You know, we're waiting for sunshine and real baseball. And the only thing that really gets you through this day, a little Strava craft coffee. Oh, you know? great transition here. Uh, you want to start your day with a competitive edge. Strava CBD coffee is a game changer. It's helped thousands of people improve their overall wellness and quality of life. Strava delivers delicious fresh roasted specialty coffee infused with organic broad spectrum CBD. Now, CBD from hemp doesn't make you high or hungry, but it does offer Real benefits that can help you. Feeling alert and focused without the jitters. Live your day more balanced with less anxiety and fewer aches and pains. Plus, including CBD in your daily routine can even help you enjoy more restful sleep so you wake up feeling your best. And the best part? Strava is all about quality. Small batch, fresh and shipped straight to your door. And they also offer a concentrated full-spectrum CBD tinctures for those looking for a more traditional CBD format with extra benefits. CHGO listeners can save 25% off their entire purchase using the code CHGO25. That's 25% off your entire order at StravaCraftCoffee.com when you use the code CHGO25. At checkout, discount coupon valid on non-subscription purchases only. One use per customer. And if you already love Strava, subscribe and save with Strava's Coffee Club you're in control. Save on your favorite coffees and have them automatically delivered to your home or office on your preferred schedule. Uh, let's go through some of the injuries real quick, huh? Oh, what was that? What was that noise, Joey? Well done, Joey. Joey. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ah, okay. Got it. Uh, so we have, we have some guys coming. We mentioned that Mills will be back eventually, and Miley looked pretty good in his... Rehab yeah, four innings, two hits, three strikeouts. Yeah, yeah, 41 pitches. You couldn't have asked for a better, like, first rehab. And also, like, the fact that he barely pitched in the spring. So, like, I don't think he pitched a game in the spring at all, actually. He was just throwing, I thought. No, so. he didn't make an appearance. Yeah. Um, talked to him on Tuesday. Um, he said that his most recent bullpen, I think, was on Sunday or live. What was it his most recent? It was either a live or a bullpen. He got to, like, 47, 50 pitches, he said. Game pitches, which is, like, 75, including warm-ups and all that stuff. Um, and he, you know, obviously went out on Thursday. He said he wanted to get three, four ups, a.k.a., you know, 
you know, get up, go pitch the innings, sit back down, go up. So, you know, so he wanted to do that three, four times. Get, he got four innings yesterday, 41 pitches, which is like if he's at like a hard 50 pitch limit right now and you're getting through four innings and 41, like that's pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> um, we, I mean, there's no firm timetable for like, we don't know when he's going to be activated. And obviously it, it matters like how he feels today and tomorrow and like the next, you know, how the next, it's not going to be a one start thing and then he's, he's activated because you saw how slow they took him in spring training. Mm-hmm. And so I, they took him slow then, tried to ramp him up, and obviously he went on the IL to start the season, so I don't think they're going to go that route again. Like They're going to be pretty cautious with him. Um, so he got the first start out the way. Hopefully we'll get an update, just kind of see how he is feeling today, tomorrow, Sunday, whatever. Um, I could see at least a couple more starts, and then – depending like if he's built up more, if he's still feeling good, then you, then you start getting into, okay, like he's ready to get, I think at least a couple more weeks for Miley yeah. on the IL before he's so. ready to come to Chicago and pitch for the Cubs for the first time. But um, it, definitely a good sign. And a big addition to the rotation, yeah. right? Like Should be. you start yeah. to get someone like that and then guys can go back into more manageable roles where they can, they can lock into that and yeah. try and improve. Well, you, well you, you when he was when he signed and you you know you're going through spring training, obviously before the IL placement, he, he was like pretty much locked in or expected to be the number three starter behind yeah. you know Hendricks and Stroman. And if he can still be that number three starter, that helps a lot of different guys out. It helps Justin Steele, you know, maybe take a little bit off. Keegan Thompson might not have to pitch four innings every time he goes out, or depending yeah, on who say. he's pitching for, yeah. you know, theoretically um, helps the bullpen. Hopefully, yeah, I mean, helps. he should be an innings eater. Exactly. You know, yeah. Drew Smiley's there. You're going to have another guy that gets a lot of ground balls, so then you obviously have to hope that uh, Andrew Alton Simmons goes off the ILs uh, at yeah. some point also. But, um, yeah, I mean, he's, he should. The way he pitched yesterday, um, you know, his I, I want to say his velocities were up, or like where they're supposed to be at, you know, like high 80s, low 90s as far as fastball. And uh, 41 pitches, again, if that's what you're getting right now, if you can get him to like five innings, at least built up by the time he's off the IL, I think that's obviously going to help out with, um, you hope Cubs hope that when, when he gets back to Chicago and is able to play for the Cubs, that he's built up that way and he can do that consistently. And pitching that efficiently. Yeah. If he can, if he can do that over seven, seven innings, throw 80 pitches. I mean, that'd be awesome. Oh yeah. If he, if he went four <laughs> innings and it was like an hour, I, I think. would be mind blown if was, that were to actually happen. I mean, <laughs> hey, if, if he's doing his job and, and the defense yeah. is, is tight, I think it's, I think it's feasible. I mean, it, it's, that's very good. That's like best case scenario, but yeah. I don't think it's out of the question. Yeah. He was, uh, done in about an hour yesterday after four innings. And I'm like, I could do that. I mean, yeah. If we can do four <laughs> innings in an hour, like that's, you know, sitting up in the press box. I'm like, that's, this is that's Ryan's good new shtick. It's like, well, this, how can I get out of press box? He is how can ready I be, for that yeah. pitch clock. <laughs> how can <laughs> I be done I, oh, working as soon as possible? <laughs> I'm ready for I'm the pitch clock, but what's it set at right? Isn't it set at like eight seconds or something? Five. I, five would be better. No, it's at five seconds. Already. <laughs> yeah. It's at that's, five. Five? that's too short. That's yeah. too short. Four seconds. The, I believe it's five. Yeah, that's, the guy, that's the, the, that's the, that's four, viral, the viral video of the minor leaguer who like, I guess struck out because of the pitch clock. He was out of the box for more than five seconds, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong in the comments, but I'm he was in it was the box, seconds. I believe, but he wasn't ready. Yeah, like he would, right. so he didn't step out of the box because you really can't with five seconds. Yeah. But then again, like listening to the compound this week, Zach Short said that he's in favor of Ooh. of the pitch clock. Look so at, like, look at Mark Burley. 
We just it finished the White done. Sox series. He's my favorite White Sox player of all time. I mean, Hendricks Two works hours fast. in and out of there. Let's go. Yeah, it yeah. just is. It's. It's. I was counting. I was watching. A, I was watching an an A's game. I was watching one of my fantasy pitchers. It didn't go well. Um, but I was counting. I was looking up at the clock. I have an old analog clock. If anybody knows what those are yeah. anymore, um, have what I was counting down the seconds between each pitch. And this guy averaged like 35, 40 seconds between each pitch. Ugh. And he's a reliever. I'm like, dude, Ugh. you gotta speed it up. Yeah. Yep. We gotta find a good middle ground for that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, just clarifying, uh, Miley, when we talked to him, he said that his past one was alive. So he was facing live hitters at the same time. He was throwing 47, 50 pitches. Um, but he also said, you know, the, the, the ups and downs are more important at this point and feeling good through that than whatever specific pitch count he's got, like the number of pitches. Mm-hmm. So it's the ups and downs. So the fact that he was able to get four is obviously to us a good sign, but to him, like that's what he wanted to do was get to four, four innings, four ups and downs, and then go from there. Good to hear. Um, what did we say? Oh, we said we were going to talk tacos before we left. Tacos. Good Mexican oh. food because we just had Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. Um, I, I used to live in the Wicker Park Ukrainian Village area. And if you go on Division and Ashland, there's two of the same restaurant. It's called La Pasadita. It's a late night place. They have good authentic Mexican food, but it's like a fast go in, get a taco, get out. It's not a sit down um, yeah. necessarily Mexican a, restaurant. One of the places in my neighborhood, I live in Uptown, and I guess it's on the border of Uptown and Edgewater. If you go up Broadway, there's a taco place that it's like a walk up window. I don't. I forget the. I I haven't been there yet, but I keep I keep telling my. Those girlfriend, are always good. We places. gotta go. The only reason we haven't been going is because of the weather, right? Yeah. Like so, when it gets warm, gotta walk down there. It's like maybe a ten or fifteen minute walk from where we live. Gotta go there. There's one place in Andersonville I've been to. I forgot the name of it. I, I again, they're great, but like they're not great to where I remember the name of the place. Uh, like right off the bat, you know what I mean? Keep it in your phone notes. Yeah, that that's true. <laughs> taco I carry a notebook. Just write down your favorite taco. I'll give you a pocket notebook. <laughs> Is that yeah. your place, Lawrence? Taco Velos? Also in that area. Chicago and Wood. I can also give you a uh, division and. Ashland, before you get north to Division, is Barco Marisco, and that's uh, Mexican seafood. That is legit. That's one okay. where you can get the the steamed platter of everything. It's a good place. It's got a nice outdoor ever, seating uh, area, too. You ever go to that uh, that spot right under the red line in Wrigley? No. It's like a bur- I, I, I I would call it a Mexican place. It's known for their burritos. I forget what it's called as well, but I've been there before. It's very good. Um, it's literally right under the red line. Um, it's right next to a liquor store, I want to say, on Addison. Yeah, Jalisco was another place in uh, Bucktown that was pretty good. Pilsen, there's all kinds of Mexican I, restaurants to go to. I usually just go to my grandparents' house. So actually, <laughs> that's, that's, that's as authentic as you can get. Pretty cool for My my grandpa used Huge to make flex. used to make uh, the best barbacoa ever. Like, and it was like. Obviously, you put thing, you put it in, in tortillas, you put stuff on it, and whatever. But like, I could eat that just uh, by itself, and it was just incredible. It was the best thing. Like family <laughs> parties, the only thing we asked uh, for was that our Barbacoa. grandpa cooked that. Like, I, and he just I a huge a little vat about that and stuff, and it was 
it, it, it's, it's still the best food that I've ever eaten. When I lived in Texas, my friends all told me that barbacoa, and I don't know if this is factual or not, that barbacoa is actually the meat from like the skull of the animal. Like that's why it's so tender. Oh, wow. I, I, cannot I, I don't have the, I don't have the family recipe. Um, find out about that. Like that early. <laughs> it, it is good though, but barbacoa is great. I'll, I'm going to be honest with you. If I want Mexican food, my go-to place, well, I don't live in the city anymore. Mm-hmm. Uncle Julio's is legit. Come oh, on, yeah. man. You don't, who doesn't good. like Uncle Julio's? That's true. The chips I, I and do salsa, like the it's hurricane, uh, yeah. it's like a, what is it? It's like a teque- frozen tequila. What, and it's like Are a, you a uh, on the border fan? It, it's okay, but it's not. It's on the border is not as good as Uncle Julio's. I would Uncle agree. Julio's on like fajitas are amazing. Yeah, I agree. There's a lot of good Mexican food in this city. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, and it's like you can go to these ones that have names. You go to the ones yeah. that have like Spanish words and like maybe like little fine print English. Like you go in there, you know you're gonna get some good stuff. So there's there's good spots all over the place. I remember our DNVR friends were asking me they're like, like what's like the best Mexican food out here? I'm like. Everywhere, <laughs> like, Denver has good Mexican. They're like, yeah, Dem- yeah, yeah. They do uh, green chili is their big thing. But they were like, what's like the big thing in Chicago? Like, what good, the big Mexican food? I'm like, they they cook pretty much everything. There's, there's <laughs> enough. There's enough Mexican restaurants in this place that you find something. Yeah. You'll find everything. What's the best taco topping? Taco mm. topping. I mean, I mean the fit, it, like it, the the classic. It, like, what is, if you have to have a taco? Like, what can you not? Have a taco like you have to have it has that. To be top, in that there. topping has to be on. There. I would say cheese, but I can do with. Uh, now I've found a way to do it without cheese. I'll be like, okay, I have to have a good grilled onion, like an onion. It's mm. got a little snap to it. Mm. Still, I don't want. I don't want it so grilled that it's like a soggy if, onion. If in we're there. talking like authentic, uh, just doesn't feel right. If cilantro is not part yeah, of it, mm. has to be yeah. on there. Whoa! <laughs> he said Whoa. it. <laughs> Damn, bro. Oh, I was way off. Like the the chat Thank didn't goodness. hear it. We have to I won't even repeat. I won't even repeat what Joey said to the chat because I was treasonous. Terrible yeah, man. Suspend suspension behavior. Uh, right there. Kevin in the comments says Edgewater Tacos on Broadway and Bryn Meyer or Mars. I, I always forget how oh, you like say fish it. tacos. The are fish to tacos die are for. to die for. Connor Smith. That's said, probably. I don't know which one you guys were talking about. That but I was you referred to El Burrito Mexicano. Yeah, yeah, that. Probably have you ever had one. this is not this is not Mexican food, it's Korean barbecue. Have you ever had the tacos at Del Sol up the street Ooh. from uh like the Wiener Circle? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're good. They're really yeah. good. They have lots of different I've tacos. I've heard about them. I've been told. Spent We're my, checking out. What's uh, uh what's Connor spent half my thing? college career on at the old Wrigley T Bell. There you <laughs> go. What's the legendary Wisconsin's spot. delicacy besides cheese? Beer, yeah, walleye, <laughs> oh fish, yeah, yeah fish, uh, fish and meats, Lake my, Perch, huh? Lake Perch, f- yeah, Friday fish fry, yeah. Oh, of course, today's Friday. We're having fish fry at my uh, my fiance's parents tonight. There you go, there you go. yeah. Drink last spotted cow. You know, it's, I, I'm glad I can go on record about this. Spotted <laughs> cow, <laughs> spotted cow is fine. Spotted cow is like if you want something that's you know nice, nicer than a Miller Lite, drinkable like a Miller Lite, you get a spotted. But New Glarus Brewing Company has much better brews. Moon than Man's pretty good. Moon Man's good. Two Moon Women's really good. good. Yeah. Uh, Staghorn, their Oktoberfest is is killer. Just go over the border in in, in the fall and, and grab some porters and Oktoberfest from from New Glarus. Okay. Well, now we have a connection. Now we got yeah. a guy that can just bring a couple truckloads. I've, I've also yeah. heard it's like one of those where like if 
like if like someone someone compared it to like In and Out, where mm. if you don't live there, you know you have to get it, and that's why it you like it so is. much. But when you do, when live I there, went to the game last weekend and met the met the Dingers guys out there, I was carrying a twelve pack of Spotted, and, and a Wisconsin guy goes, "Oh, you in from out of town?" Because I'm wearing my you're from out of town. You gotta get you gotta get the the Cubs fans gotta get his Spotted. I'm like, no, dude. Like I live here. I know it's not <laughs> like, but it's it's that. It, I'll say this. Wisconsin has a ton of craft breweries. If oh, you're yeah. ever in Madison, go to Working Draft and go to Youngblood Brewing Company. Those are the those are the spots. Youngblood. Youngblood is a newer one. I've been to Milwaukee Brewing Company. Yeah, company? I mean Milwaukee's yeah. got. I mean, I, I I mean I'll keep naming them. How many do you guys want me to name? Mm. I don't, <laughs> no free ads, right? No. <laughs> it's but it's it's. I mean, yeah, you can find great craft beer, great meats. Um, obviously cheese curds, you can go on a, there, there are cheese curd crawls in Milwaukee and Madison. Um, I don't know. We got a great taco cheese place in Madison too. <laughs> a oh, great yeah. taco. <laughs> well, I mean, there, there, I mean, there are a few, but there's a, a new one no, that just, just opened up. Just the way up you said we, it, I was like, okay, we got, oh, you got a good We got taco a great place. taco place too. Yeah, yeah no, no but it's, I mean, hey, it's a, it's a much smaller Wisconsin city Wisconsin knows Chicago, how to do so. food. I will always give Wisconsin There is, that. we yeah, do have good food. Supper clubs. I'm glad you could go on record on the CHGO Cup show. Yeah, don't, you don't, you guys, you don't need, I'm looking at the camera. You don't need Spotted. Get something better. I promise. I do think Moon Man is better than Spotted. But if you like IP. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, by the way, last comment here from Joey is burrito loco in Rockford is worth trying. All right. So don't if you're ever in Rockford, yeah, burrito don't, loco. Don't know the next time I'll be out in Rockford. I don't either, but you know, <laughs> if it happens, <laughs> yeah. burrito loco. Hey, can I give a quick, I said I would, I asked if I could do it. Quick birthday shout out to my best friend, Mike. He, he was born on May 6th. Ooh. I think he turns 27 today. 28, I should know. I think he's 27. He's Cubs fan? Huge Cubs <laughs> okay, fan. Okay, then it's yeah. all right. He's, then it's he's, he's, yeah, the, right. K, the K means a lot to him, too. He's a big part of the story going to Cubs games growing up, so I got to give a shout-out to Mike. There we go. Nice. Happy good. birthday, Mike. Happy birthday. Uh, before we get oh, yeah. out of here, I looked at the Dodgers schedule. They're coming in on a two-game winning streak, uh, but it's time to change that. Yeah. Also, a rain delay – or not rain delay. Uh, doubleheader last year, Cubs swept it uh, when no one expected it. And then they swept them, the series. Let's bring that magic back. I'm not hoping, or I'm not like going to put money on it, but I'm hoping. I'm just spreading. Thing? I'm putting out the positive energy. Yes, positive, it was. Uh, uh, they're called positive vibes. Positive right? vibes, positive vibes energy, whatever. Manifesting uh, it. Vibes. Manifesting. New manifesting word. the Mayo series from last year. If you know, you know. Yeah, I'm going to have to go back and, <laughs> and, and look at that video. We more than made the most of a rainy Friday celebrating Carrie Wood Day. Thanks to our guest. Um, Jake, it was awesome having you here. Thank you guys for having yeah, me. This was this was a blast. Man. Feel free to come back. You are the Dingers guys. So we're all together, and we'll all do one giant We'd podcast. We'd love it. We'd love it. Yeah. Sound good? Let's Absolutely. Uh, and thank you for dropping in to check out the CHGO Cubs podcast. Have a great weekend. The rain's going to stop, so go out and fly the W. Peace out.